Hey, 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 welcome to tonight's uh, podcast, our late night classroom. We're joined by two wonderful star guests. Um, in the description, you'll see some uh, links and things like that. Please go check it out when you guys have time. Uh, it is all for them. Uh, they'll do their introduction as per the usual at the beginning, and then we'll roll for there. Uh, tonight's topic is how do you intertwine uh, IRL with games or games with IRL? Um, anyway, I hope you all enjoy awesome hey 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 welcome to tonight's session or in this case podcast we're a late night classroom tonight's topic is how do you uh intertwine real life with your games or vice versa uh i'm joined by a couple sorry guests and a couple of regulars or a singular regular tonight wahaha uh so if we can do a quick introduction you guys do your plugs all that fun stuff Nanda, please, uh, I'll let you start, Miss Klein. All right, thank you so much. Thanks for having me here. I am Nanda Klein. I am a model, I'm a writer, and I'm also creator of Ladies First Card Game, which is a game uh, for all ladies of all ages, uh, even baby boomers, to talk about their experiences and related to dating and a romantic relationships we say we call it making gossip more fun <laughs> so it's a game that allows you to deepen your connections with your friends and also you can badmouth your exes with with no guilt that's pretty much it <laughs> all right well that's, that's that's pretty fun as long as i'm not one <laughs> yeah. of the exes people are talking about life's good <laughs> Um, we can say good things too. You can say good things too. There's okay. plenty good to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> good. All right. Uh, jumping over to Star Mama, our other star guest. Yeah. Hi. I'm Star, a star guest. <laughs> um, my name's Star. Uh, I'm on TikTok, S T A R M A M A C. That's Star Mama C. And I have a podcast. Um, so this is fun. Little podcast on podcast. Um, and it's called Characters Without Stories. And it's uh, people sharing the TTRPG characters that they haven't had a chance to play yet. Which, for the record, is a super cool concept, and I only have a million to share with you eventually. <laughs> it doesn't everyone. Uh, right? Uh, and then, obviously, there's Iron. Iron, you want to give a quick intro for you? Are obviously, no plugs, but tell them who he is, boy. Oh, yeah, sure. That's that's new. I'll introduce myself. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm Iron Bull. You can call me Rob if you want. I'm a longtime nerd. And a short-time D&D player, so um, I'll probably also be asking questions because I don't know everything either. So, yeah. Look, we're going to start with the secret. No one knows everything. Uh, and that's okay. Um, I've played with you, and I don't think that's accurate, but that's okay. Okay, look, let, let them believe. All right. So, <laughs> uh, tonight's topic. Uh, how do you intertwine uh, the game with real life? Or intertwine life with the game now uh i said games plural because we do more than just D in the system there's plenty of other games uh for a prime example uh nadia's game right uh how do you take those stories and events and uh understandings and new concepts of people that you get from playing your game and apply them to real life is there stuff that you can get out of the uh fun gossip Besides just details, uh, what do you what do you generally learn from people when you play your games? Yes, 
so there's actually no really um uh, there's not a way to prepare you gotta get the questions and uh you get to read them right on the spot and you, you know if you remember most of the times people's like hi i have a story sometimes people are like no i don't i don't have a story and they're like oh no hold on and other people have better answers to the the questions so um the, the idea is uh, uh something i've noticed because a lot of my friends come to me for advice is that the more we talk about certain experiences, the more we hear ourselves talking about it and we find ways of healing and ways of, you know, opportunities to grow. And that was one of the reasons I created the card game because this game was created for a divorce party. <laughs> With, uh, it was uh, an attempt to save a party and I bought a game and the game was horrible. And the whole point was Listen, there's nothing I can gain from discussing uh, about which meal I have to order in a restaurant. So there are possibilities to grow and, and to learn from other experiences. You know, as a writer and as a reader, there's always room to grow and to learn something. So there is, a, there is way more values. And um, I'm not going to get into that right now, but if the opportunity comes, I want to share that there's two purposes to this game. And uh, people can share about roles they played, about sometimes lying, about faking things, about being straight to the point too. So it's pretty awesome. You get to know people very well. Okay. So to, to kind of caveat on that before I jump over to Star. Uh, so you're saying that, uh, not only does it allow you to express those former, like, hidden uh, deceptions and uh, performances that you've had to make as a person, uh, it allows you to practice them as well? No, not necessarily. Oh, okay. It helps, and it, it has the opportunity. For example, there's a question that says, if you find out your your partner is cheating on you, what are you going to do? Are you going to play dumb, or are you going to confront the person? Or you're just going to go and get revenge? So to my surprise, there's people that say, well, if it's a good partner, I'm just going to play dumb and pretend I don't know anything. And other people like me get shocked because I couldn't do that. I can't pretend. So it's very interesting because you get to see other perspectives because you think, okay, for this question, this is an obvious answer. And you start hearing from other people and you realize that people are completely different. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I mean, that's that's always good to hear and see. Uh, I, I personally love hearing and seeing all kinds of perspectives and stuff, so that could be really fun. All right, jumping over to Star. Mm -hmm. um, so your expertise is generally D&D, &D, right? Do you play any other TTRPGs? Or I do, and I'm, I'm always trying to learn more. Um, I've played... Um... I've run Cozy Town a few times. That's a world-building game. It's it's kind of like Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you're familiar with The Quiet Year, but it's similar in mechanics. So um, I, I've seen the game. I have not yeah. run it myself. Um, it's uh -huh. an interesting concept, but not something I've been willing to touch as of yet just because yeah. it seems well, like a bit to learn. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, the Adventure Zone does a pretty good um, section where they use that game if you want to get a feel for it. But... Um, I've played Monster of the Week. I've played Kids on Bikes, um, a bunch of other ones. I'm always trying to learn more, always have a bunch on my list that I want to learn how to play. Um, but I do, at this point, primarily play D&D, uh, &D, 5e. 
Nice. So, with all that being said, how do you like to intertwine what you learn in the game or use in the game uh, in real life? I mean, there's a lot there. I That's that's, that's a, a pretty big question, a, right? A, yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> would you like me to narrow it down a little bit? No, no, it's all right. Okay. I can speak to it. I, I mean, I talk to a lot of people, and actually I had a really great interview today where I talked to somebody who um, who is trans um, and had spent most of her life um playing um you know basically playing pretend and then got the ability through um D, D to inhabit um that female body essentially that you know fictional female and it taught her you know kind of about who she is and i think that's pretty common not necessarily like a transgender story but a story about discovering yourself by inhabiting somebody else's character um, and I think I've discovered things about myself by inhabiting characters, um, you know, nothing that big, but, <laughs> but I think it's a very common, um, occurrence is to, to learn about yourself through role play. Um, and I think too, there's all kinds of real life skills that I've learned from playing TTRPGs that I've been able to bring into my life that have made me you know, more, more happy, more fulfilled, more courageous. Um, I've been playing, I started playing primarily with um, people I don't know, strangers I met on the internet. And I got to say, it's a little intimidating to role play with people that you don't know. And that experience has really made me a lot more courageous, a lot more willing to jump in and try new things. You know, as someone who does that as uh, part of their living, I totally understand that last statement. It definitely can be yeah. daunting, uh, especially when you don't do it all the time. Yeah. Um, you never know how people are going to react. And again, to caveat on it, that's one of those wonderful skills that I think you pick up uh, as a role player or for basically any tabletop. Because uh, you're in a safe setting. Worst comes to worst, you fail and something terrible happens to an imaginary character. Uh, but it allows you to definitely go through and test things out. Um, mm -hmm. Whether it's figuring think... stuff about yourself or just like testing other people. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying, like, a safe setting is so important, too. I mean, you have to have a table where you feel comfortable doing that kind of thing. And, you know, unfortunately, not all tables are like that. But I have been very blessed to be at tables where I felt safe to do that. You know, and a, and a note on that, I think there's more tables that are than aren't, especially at this point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe 10 years ago uh, or longer, that wasn't quite the case. But nowadays, uh, it's pretty much standard practice to have uh a safe setting when you're trying to have fun and if you don't you say have a nice day you move along and bada bing bada boom new group hopefully so jumping over to iron iron uh can you shoot me an example of something that you've like picked up from doing role play stuff or, or games or things that you've learned uh and used in real life nowadays um i don't know i was thinking about it so like uh usually when i'm playing rpgs and stuff I like to play, like, just sort of tanky characters, usually dwarves. But, like, for our campaign that we're playing right now, I'm, I'm playing a half-elf bard, which is very different. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I, if it's learning anything, but it's kind of interesting to sort of, like, push your boundaries sometimes, even just in, like, you know, it's fake. It's not real. But, like, put yourself in a different kind of headspace and, and think about things from different perspectives. And I think sometimes that's maybe not directly evident, but it kind of, critical thinking skill to sort of see things from other perspectives. So I think in that sense, it can be very, it can be a really useful tool. 
Gotcha. I, I I love how how you said about perspectives and uh, that just brought. Sorry for for cutting in. No, no, you're good. Uh, and that just brought me the, the realization that when we are playing the game, although we are our own, you know, our characters are ourselves, you it enables you to to see from other perspectives that you probably never thought of before. So thank right. you for that. Yeah. Uh, on on that note, well, I'll finish off before I get on to the next question here. Um, I think having the ability to uh, uh, project yourself into somewhere that you're not necessarily comfortable being, right, uh, is a powerful tool that we get to use through these games. Um, even even in uh, not this game, uh, it seems like uh, with some of the questions and things from it. Uh, that you can experiment and see what people's reaction would be to your answers. Again, uh, from what I understand of watching the, the bits and pieces for the game, uh, it's pretty open room so you can see how everyone reacts, right? Exactly, yes. Um, so if you give an answer and it's just everyone looks at you in terror, you know that was the wrong answer not to, to say that ever again kind of thing. Uh, no, actually, no? There, there's no right or wrong answer because we're mm -hmm. talking about your life and, you know, and I might disagree with you, but uh, I think the majority of players are uh, mature enough to understand that people choose their own, you know, they make their own decisions. So it doesn't matter if I agree or not, or if I'm shocked with your answer. Uh, that's, you know, who am I to tell you how you should be living your life, you know? So, um, yeah, that's it. Okay. I mean, that's that's solid solid game mechanics right there if you can't have a wrong answer you're doing good all right moving on to the next question um so we're gonna flip this on it on its head right um same question except for how often do uh you take the stuff that you get from your games that you play and things uh and have them weasel their way into real life um so when do you catch yourself uh doing something that you do in game subconsciously and this is more for role play character wise so before it was kind of like oh just deep perspective from overall but this is like specifically like uh, uh my character has a tick right that they do where they tap or whatever right so i role play that all the time uh and i'll snap my fingers on screen or something like that do you guys ever catch yourselves uh picking up those ticks from your imaginary characters uh and putting them in real life where they're just kind of starting to become subconscious or things like that um, in my case, no, it's quite the opposite because I do acting as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I actually, I build my characters up based on a lot of my personality traits. Uh, of course, if I have to, to add something or create something based on the, the plot, uh, yeah, I can do that, but it's, it's very rare that, you know, because I don't. I play so many different roles acting. It's not like the same thing. Maybe now that I'm a part of the cast of the, the dinner detective that might uh, start uh, uh, not affecting because I can put that in a negative way. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it might play a bigger role in me. But um, at this point, no. Okay. Well, I mean, that that's good to know, too. I mean, uh, jumping over to Star, Star, you play plenty of characters. Do Have you ever had a character that's affected your... Uh, personality or giving you a, a paradigm shift 
in a physical sense? Not really. No, I think I'm not a big voice actor, so I don't, I only really kind of recently started doing character voices and there's only a couple that I'm actually comfortable with. Like I was playing a cheerleader bard for a while and um, her name was Chap and she is like a real like good cheerleader. She's really good. She's like the team captain. Um, and so like, I don't do a lot of voices, but that one, like I, I'm, I'm from LA originally. Um, so that voice just comes real natural to me, but it's not like I was doing that outside of the game. You know, I, I've never really, it hasn't infected my life in that way. Um, honestly, but I'm constantly like thinking about what my character would do in certain situations. They're always kind of in the back of my mind talking to me. Okay. I understand that last part too well. Gosh dang it. Iron, uh, what about you? Any any traits that you picked up from your characters subconsciously? Um, I don't know. If, I don't think there's anything physical. Like you're talking about like physical twitches or habits or anything like that. I would say no. Um, but again, I think maybe part of that, like putting yourself in a different headspace. Like and here's an example. I don't like scorpions. I've never been a scorpion guy. The legs and pinchers freak me out. <laughs> but, you know, in our campaign now, I've tamed a scorpion and he's my mount. And so in real life, I'm kind of like, you know, scorpions aren't so bad. Like, they're kind of cool. Um, so maybe I, I, you know, I look at scorpions in a different light or like we're, you know, where we are right now, there's ukuleles everywhere. So I'll walk around the stores looking at ukuleles and be like, you know what, that's kind of a nice ukulele. I bet Rhett would really play the hell out of that ukulele. It's pretty cool. Um, so I, physical stuff, no, but I maybe like the way you look at everyday things sometimes maybe adjusts a little bit. Okay, so uh, I, on that track, I, uh, I I think that's more of what I was trying to say was just like uh, that opening of perspectives and having that game affect your life IRL. Uh, Star, with the person you talked about uh, who transitioned, you know, obviously mm-hmm. when they had that chance to uh, be in a different headspace, different body or whatnot, they were also able to come out afterwards, I assume? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, she did eventually, yeah. So, again, I don't know this person, but I assume uh, some of it had to do with that, that ability to practice, to try to subconsciously get into that thought or feel, and it changed their actual mood space, head space, whatever you want to call it, uh, to where it can affect their stuff in real life. Um, I mean, I don't want to put words in her mouth, okay. you know? Um, and <laughs> when that That's episode fair. comes out, maybe you can hear it from her from okay. her voice. Um, but I think that, you know, I think about things, things like that when you're, you know, when you're trans, I think that there's... There's some physical transfer transformations, but then there's also kind of mannerisms and voice and things like that. And so, you know, I, when I think of role playing, you know, you think of things like voice and mannerism. And if you're working on kind of adopting certain certain things and, and really consciously changing those, I could definitely see role playing as a venue for you to try that out, for you to kind of practice that. But I think too, I mean, not necessarily things like voice or mannerism but even things like i want to practice being confident in a social situation you know i am playing a really charismatic character or a really diplomatic character or a character who's really in touch with their anger and willing to really fight you know those aren't necessarily things that 
I am in my everyday life. And so it's great to be able to try that on and maybe in the process become more courageous or more charismatic myself. Yeah, uh, again, I, th that sounds right to me. <laughs> um, so, moving on to the next question, unless we have more to speak on this. That's a good thought, at least in my opinion. Sorry, you're you're cutting off. Oh no! Uh, for uh, me, no, no, <laughs> it was go going great. <laughs> uh, but, so, uh, but I do want to say something. Where I, I don't know what you said, but I just want to add that you know we both have in common that we both are blocksers, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm from a later season than yours, and mine hasn't been. Uh, it's not live yet, but in our season we do have also a transgender. And uh, it was incredible to meet her because I had the, the opportunity to get to hear exactly about that, of the for how long she pretended to be somebody she knew she wasn't. And she even took the time to show me a picture of her, you know, as a male. And uh, she told me, look, look, I'm not smiling. I can't smile because I'm not happy. So there's that struggle of, okay, I have to pretend, but I can't force myself to a certain extent that I'm going to pretend that I'm happy. So I thought that was pretty incredible. And it goes along with uh, how I say. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, on that, because that's a wonderful pivot point uh, for us, uh, how do you guys deal with the, uh... oh, what's the right term here? the real life affecting the game. So we're going to kind of throw it on its head at this point. So let's say you're having a real bad day. Is it really hard for you guys uh, to jump into a happy character? Or vice versa, if you're having a great day, but your barbarian's having the worst day of his life, how do you do that switch? Do you have that switch? Is it easy to do? What are your guys' thoughts on this one? Uh, in my case, I'm mm -hmm. going to say that it's not easy, but uh, when you start learning and studying acting, there are several techniques you can use to disconnect and to, you know, you do meditation, you, you find ways that work for you to disconnect from one thing and transfer to the other. I've had uh, done auditions where I have to be all happy and excited when I'm extremely sick. So you just have to learn to put that aside and get the job done. And that's what you have to focus on, uh, you know. Sometimes you can't allow yourself to, to be yourself, to get your work done when you're in this industry. And, and at the end of the day, it helps you because it takes your mind out of the, the wherever situation just happened. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense to me. Jumping over to Star. Star, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, I think that everybody should feel comfortable saying, hey, I'm not in the right headspace tonight. Um, and I've had games where I've come in as a DM. And I think as a DM, especially you, you don't want to disappoint people by canceling. So there's like, I feel you put a little bit more pressure on yourself to to show up even when you're not in the right headspace. But I, what's happened in those kind of situations is I tend to go one of two ways. Either I just, you know, go get to a point where I'm like, this isn't going to work for me tonight. I don't have the right energy going on. And you just call it and just say, hey, I'm not in the headspace for this tonight. 
But a lot of times what I find is that if I'm struggling before the game, you know, I really look forward to the games. It's, you know, a highlight for me um, that the act of playing and the act of inhabiting somebody else lets me focus on that and not on what might be happening in my life at the time. Right. Um, you know, the caveat off that one just a little bit, cause I, I got a, a spiel at the end of this question for me. Wahaha. Uh, but yeah, basically, right. Is you can, you can, if you can disconnect from the you for a minute and be in the there, uh, generally you're going to have a good time while playing, uh, jump it. I'll, I'll expand on that in a minute when I'm, I have my piece, but iron, what do you think? If you're having a bad day or a good day, cause sometimes it goes <laughs> both ways. You know I mean, sometimes your, your IRL is going great, but in character, you're just rolling ones all night. Um, I, I mean, like for me personally, I definitely think it's easier to go from high to low. <clears throat> like, I think if you're feeling fine and like you're happy and like deploying, um, it's a lot easier for me to pretend to be angry. Like, oh, the bandit swiped your gold. Well, oh, I'm barely dog. You know, like that's easy. I could do that all day. Um, but yeah, I think because, you know, games are supposed to be fun. And sometimes maybe you're just a little down and it's, it's easy to go play and feel better. But, you know, I, I think sometimes if you're like, you're all the way down and it's really hard, especially as a DM, <coughs> I, I DM my own game, um, to make sure everybody else is having a good time on top of yourself. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there are times when it's, it's just too much and you got to just kind of call it and say, you know, this isn't the day. For me, anyway, I, I you know sometimes I'm just so far gone you can't you can't get all the way up there. Gotcha. So as a as a captain again to kind of speak on this from my personal experience, uh, as I I kind of have my own rule. If I am willing to play up until an hour beforehand, I'm gonna push through. Right. Uh, if I'm feeling like junk all day long and I'm just a miserable sack the entire day kind of thing, uh, or something terrible happens and I, I have to cancel. I cancel before we do our session. You know what I mean, to, to give people time to go find other things or whatever, right? But if I start, we finish. Uh, good, bad, or ugly, uh, we push through, right? Um, and I like to say I'm relatively good at separating IRL with game stuff 99% of the time. Uh, for the exception of I get called in the middle of a game and terrible, terrible news is delivered. And then I might be sad or upset uh, until we finish, but I'm still finishing and then dealing with whatever I need to deal with. Um, all that being said, or thought about, um, I think from a, again, this is a personal perspective. Uh, if you can get to where you are playing, everything's going to be okay. Um, because you can focus on numbers, talking, being someone else for a little bit, and just step outside of who you are and what you're dealing with IRL. Uh, to jump into the game. And honestly, carrying that over from the game to real life uh, is relatively easy. If you just disassociate with your, uh, what's bugging you, right, and focus on a task to complete, uh, you're going to have an easier time. And this is something that I picked up from the, the game itself. And honestly, I think it helps me on the regular basis to deal with stuff and things. Um, to keep level-headed and stuff like that. Miss Klein over here talked about sometimes you just got to do the job and push through. I think that's the same attitude, just from a different perspective. Uh, yeah, it, 
it, on that note that you were talking about how you know uh, that how playing roles in the game and I'm saying that you know in my case is the opposite we talk about reality the majority mm -hmm. um, remember earlier I mentioned about the game having uh, more than one purpose which is to have fun have a good time recall uh, experiences and memories uh, it has also a long-term uh, purpose which has to do with stop pretending because I don't know if this I can speak for man but uh, as a woman we pretend a lot and what do we pretend a lot not when we're in relationships we tend to lie to ourselves a lot when it comes to uh, experiences that we don't want to talk about right a lot of women have been sexually harassed a lot of women have had experiences uh, almost have been raped. I uh, almost suffered a carjacking attempt here in Miami in 2021. A man got inside my car while, while I, was, uh, I was pumping gas. He didn't have a shirt on, but everything ended up fine. And uh, But women, we tend to, let's just pretend it didn't happen. Or we just minimize it because it's easier to pretend play a role that oh no you know what i'm just making a big deal about it let's not talk about it because we always feel uh shame we feel guilty because we always think somehow we caused something and we feel fear of being judged so that's one of the purposes of the games that to, to allow people to stop pretending and playing roles and speaking up and realizing, okay, I'm not the only one. And uh, this was one of the most incredible things that I experienced with my game when, where people, even though I haven't known them for very long to come up to me and share this and this happened to me, but I never said anything because I thought I was the only one. Yeah, I really feel that, Nanda. I appreciate you saying that. Um, because I, I can really relate to that. Yeah, I think as, as women, a lot of times we've been told that some of the things we experience aren't what they actually are, you know, that, oh, that was nothing. Oh, it was mm -hmm. like, you know, workplace harassment. No, it's just playing around, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I know, because we, we, those are things we just, we don't talk about. And what brought up that subject was actually one of my friends. I'm a runner and didn't mention that before. And uh, two of my friends, they got, you know, uh, there was a cyclist and the cyclist uh, groped them. And none of them wanted to call the cops uh, because, you know, the same reasons. No, it's my fault. I shouldn't be running at 6 a.m. I shouldn't be wearing shorts. And their husbands actually were the ones that said, you got to call the cops and do something about this. And so we have a group of women, a chat, right? And we started discussing and everybody started like, oh, this happened to me and this and this. So we realized that since we're little girls, these things are happening, but nobody talks about it because it's just easier to pretend it didn't happen. the guys are in shock <laughs> yeah well, again i've heard these things right um obviously i haven't experienced it uh and i'd like to apologize you know i, I know i wasn't involved in any way but i'm sorry you had to experience those things um I'm thank sorry you that but a, it's more common than you believe right right and you know picking that up don't like it uh <laughs> <laughs> um 
but uh, you know that is a good side of things. Um, and to to jump back into the roleplay side of things, um, we talked about safe tables and things like that earlier. Um, I feel like uh, you know uh, that stuff can be explored and talked about a little bit more freely at tables, uh, especially if it's something that is okayed with the group you know mean that you can discuss those things or, or or acknowledge that they exist uh in a safe space uh and then you have the added advantage of you can go and kick creeps in the balls uh whenever you feel like <laughs> um you know you can talk about those traumas and things like that at the table where you're in somewhere where if you have an incident where you can step away politely and uh recongeal yourself and you're not going to get uh, ridiculed for doing so. You know what I mean? Uh, one of our stuff here at Epic Sages, right? Uh, because we're a vet on business, we really, really try to give it uh, a side spin of like letting people have fun and go through the things they need to go through and supporting people so that they always have someone to talk to and be friends with. Because uh, we know on the veteran side of things, uh, you know, that's a, that's a huge issue. You know what I mean? And playing games and having fun and having a group to talk to uh, it's excessively important, you know, as a person, you know, having people that you can call your own, even if they're just random yahoos online, uh, can make a huge difference. Um, you know, it's not one of our quote unquote stated goals, but it's definitely an underlying thought is find people friends because friends make life better, uh, especially ones you, know, you can confide in. And I'm not a big, like a game player when it comes to you know, all you guys are talking about, like, I'm not a very nerdy. Uh, and I don't understand much of it, but I, I do acknowledge that doing that, it's also a way of, you know, some people to get some company and get their lives going because there is a lot of that nowadays too. People are isolated, you know, but that's a way that technology uh, allows also people to not be alone. Yeah. <clears throat> it, I mean, it's definitely been that way for me. I, you know, only moved up up here to Oregon about three years ago. So right before the pandemic and didn't really know anybody in town. And it's, there weren't any opportunities to meet anybody in town because of the pandemic and finding online communities, finding discord communities, finding community on TikTok has been amazing. It's really, I felt like I have so many more friends than I did even before um, when I had friends in person. So it's great to be able to stay connected through gaming. Ain't That's no awesome. Friend like an internet friend 4,000 miles away. Right? <laughs> uh, um, Iron, you got anything to add to, on to this part of the conversation? Um, I don't know. That was a big, heavy part of the conversation. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> but it's good. No. It's good. It's important. It needs to get talked about. So. Exactly. Um, I... No, go ahead. Okay, sorry. No, and that's what I was going to say. That's why it's important. I say that's so important to play the game because it allows you to bring a heavy topic and speak with lightness about it and bring awareness to it. So I'm sorry I made you guys shocked. Uh, you know but, what? Uh, totally okay. To we're, we're adults. We can handle it. Promise. Okay, good. And, you know, it helps you guys to raising your children and help them to be more aware of that. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're boys or girls, you know, boys to help them to understand the side of a woman and a girl to say, hey, certain things are not okay and you need to speak up. So, yeah, with as a, as a parent with both, that's definitely something I'm going to have to deal with and 
in the nearest future. And, you know, I got a five-year-old and a, a two-year-old, so stuff to start planting seeds now. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're breaking up. So, oh, I, I have I, no comments. It's all good. <laughs> Iron, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off here. Did you uh, had something else to add? No, you're fine. Okay, you're good. I, I was just, I was just gonna comment on the like the tail end of that section about like the online community and stuff. Yeah, do it. I think that is important, especially like yeah, in the, in the times we live in and stuff. And it's kind of funny that. Um, you know, you you run the business online. You end up living down the street from me when I, when I found you online. But um, some of the guys, you know, that we play with are in Arkansas and Oregon and Kansas, and so it's um it's cool to kind of you know use D and D to build an online community, and and you know the dudes can you know have people to talk to and stuff because yeah, especially these days, that's that's harder and harder. Uh, it is it is a real easy social event, you know. What I mean, once you get past the silly numbers and the spreadsheets and uh, the the right. clanky rule side of things, it really is just hanging out and having fun, telling stories and so on and so forth. Um, so as a as a relation uh, to Miss Klein's game over here, uh, mm. I, I think that is a extreme similarity between what you are promoting and doing and making. Uh, and what we do uh, is the storytelling aspect uh, and how much fun that can be just uh, out of the blue, right? Whereas ours is more generally more fictional uh, and silly. Uh, yours covers the real life side of things, which is obviously equally important, if not more so. Um, but uh, speaking on community bits, right? So we talk, how do you guys think these games have affected societies, especially in, let's say, the last decade? As a whole. So, Nanda, we'll start with you. Nanda, sorry. Get your name up. Uh, well, in, in my... Well, I like I said, I can't speak much for other games because I never played many games of uh, playing roles. The only thing I used to play growing up most was Monopoly, and I loved the idea of hey. being rich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Having a lot of properties. <laughs> but in case you know in the sense of my game i i think i already put it out there is a, a new game i you know it was launched uh, a few months ago like six months ago so uh but my goal is to bring that awareness and and that change in you know in culture and in habits so it's a little early to say that it has brought change but i can say that uh it makes me feel like my my goal has been accomplished more than seeing people having a great time and laughing uh, is to have people coming up and opening up, even if they met me three days before, which was the case while I was a boxer that we were playing every night. And somebody that played with me for two, three nights came up to me and in tears and said, this and this happened to me. And having people having that trust in me, that's what I wanted them to be able to do that with their friends when they play so it's a long-term goal but we were gonna get there heck yeah star how about you how do you how do you think the games that we play have affected uh, society as a whole if they have at all i mean that's an interesting question i i don't i mean i know that D D um and ttrpgs in general have become a lot more mainstream recently um but i don't think that they're necessarily at the level where they're going to have a huge effect on society as a whole. I think the one thing that stands out to me is that 
I think people think that nerds are bad at being social, you know, that that we're awkward, that we have trouble forming friendships um, because we can't talk to each other. And, uh, you know, D&D is nerd culture and, you know, geek culture. And I think when I look at people role playing together, I'm like, there's this is not socially awkward. Like we're able to enter a space where we don't have to feel like that. And I think you know, I hope at least that it's changed the perception of people who play these games that we're, you know, that we are, we can be charismatic, we can be, you know, socially adept, um, that we can tell stories, um, and, um, and that they don't, that they can be varied, um, they, they don't have to just keep being the same story, you know, the, the kind of stories that we're telling, and TTRPGs are are different now than I think a lot of people think of. You know, they're thinking Tolkien, um, and you know we've we've got all kinds of stories now. There's all kinds of TTRPGs telling different kinds of stories. If I must say, uh, you know, I think it's interesting that you mentioned the word awkward. Um, like like I said, I'm not a nerd, but I love nerds so much. I married one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, it's interesting that you use the word awkward. I think uh, that has more to do with the people that don't get it. Because I think being, let's say, a nerd and do playing all these games has a lot to do with the embracing the self and not being ashamed of, you know, expressing other parts of yourself that people otherwise in society wouldn't have the courage to do. So I think there's more to do with people not getting it than really necessarily being awkward. I don't know if I made myself clear. I think no, people no. just don't get it. No, I, I uh, totally agree. It takes it takes a lot to run out in uh, cardboard armor and pretend to throw magic spells at each other. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's awkward AF, to be honest. Uh, but there's plenty of nerds and geeks that do it um so yeah and i think it's awesome it's 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 awesome you know it's ability that a lot i think that the majority of the population had to embrace who they are and what they enjoy we would have happier people and i don't know i think we need more of that honestly i 100 percent agree iron do you have any thoughts before i give my two cents yeah i'm I, i'm gonna agree and disagree with star just a little bit um and just kind of piggyback on, on what she said that of course. I think that D and D and kind of, you know, the, the culture is immensely impactful on society. Cause when, I think when you boil down D and D to its bones, really what it is, is it's the same thing that human beings have been doing since the dawn of time. And it's a, it's a practice of communal storytelling. It's this ability for people to kind of come together and, weave this fabric uh, and create a communal identity. And I think now with this sort of nerd renaissance that we have going on that, you know, you got, you got things like Big Bang Theory and the D&D movie that's coming out and that, I think the impact is just gonna increase as people kind of become exposed to what D&D is. And I, I think that the impact is gonna increase and people are gonna see that, you know, there's a, there's something there that you can sit down with your friends and kind of create something that's completely unique. So I, I see it just kind of exploding in the next couple of years. 
I, uh, I, I'm, I'm on that train for sure. Uh, for the example, right in our in our pitch we did in the box, eventually when we ref refined it a little bit better, uh, we decided to call ourselves the quintessential storytellers of the next generation, right? Um, and that's what we are, right? We're just storytellers. We're just uh, people who are uh, running, uh, as you said, the things humans have been doing since the dawn of time, communal storytelling. Um, who knows if any of our characters will become the next gods in someone's books or history books if it gets tr mistranslated you know you ever see a fanfic in the future <laughs> um you never know right um because so many of our stories are grand and epic and they've been interlaced in our society already without us realizing a lot of the times like uh i can't tell you how many video games were D, &D stories that have just been adapted uh you know especially on the like jrpg side or the just the rpg side you know the original computer right. games that did uh story choice stuff you know i mean those were those were all basically ttrpgs with the dice hidden um and so they've been they've been culturally affecting a section of society for an excessive amount of time you know what i mean and anything and everything is a dice roll whether it's shown or not uh for most games uh and so Hawkness. right and you look at something like Skyrim, I mean, you know, that, that whole mechanic is based on tabletop games, and, like, it's, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone under 30 today that hasn't at least seen Skyrim being played. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, the, the reach is kind of insane. Um, so, that's that's my take on it. I, I think it has been affecting us uh, for quite some time. Uh, we talked about Tolkien, uh, and, you know, he is big daddy nerd. You know, you know, you're a nerd when you create a whole, whole language and then write a book about it. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. I aspire to be as funny as that man, uh, without people realizing it. So, uh, that's, that's the, the major questions I got for tonight for stuff and things. Um, I'm going to propose to the, the group here, uh, any questions you'd like us to answer. Um, and then we'll do our spots and I'll do my talkie talkie about website stuff. And then we'll go from there. So, uh, Miss Klein, do you have anything you would like to ask us about stuff and things? And I'll let you even run in and say who gets to talk first. Well, ha ha. Uh, no, actually, uh, you know, I, I'm, I was, I'm, was, I didn't know what to expect about this, this podcast and this conversation. And I, I'm just like fulfilled. Like I think it was an incredible conversation right now. Like I'm just content with what went on here at the moment. I don't, I do not have any questions. All right, good. I love it when people are satisfied when listening to the podcast. Wow. All right. Jumping over to star <laughs> star. Do you have any uh, last minute questions, ideas and thoughts? Um, you know what? I, I am going to have to agree with Nanda here. I'm not, re I'm not really thinking of anything off the top of my head but you know maybe i'll uh you know jump in sometime on a stream and and ask a question <laughs> perfect okay iron um no i this was a really good one i i feel very content about our answers i the only thing i would like to see is a second part where we turn it around and, and try to you know see how our real life affects our games you know um because I think that would also be another really interesting conversation, but that's way too long for uh, like the 13 minutes before. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously it's a fun topic that we can bring up and 
I'll try and get more of the yahoos in here, but most of our normals decide that they want to take naps right before here. So uh, <laughs> we'll talk junk about them later. Um, well, uh, quick plug for us. Uh, we just went to PopCon this last weekend uh, and had a great time there. Uh, we'll see people around there next year. Uh, we're trying to do more events around town and such and things. Uh, so keep an eye out for us. Uh, and then code for the website for this uh, month is uh, Big Surprise Turkey 907, capital T, lowercase everything else. <coughs> and that'll get you that whopping 10% off most things at the website. Um, trying to think of anything else I need to plug before uh, we run off. No, I think I think the boy is banging on the door. Um, I think, I think uh, we're good to go here. Um, thank you guys so much. And obviously... Uh, with adventure in mind, have a wonderful day. All right. Well, that was tonight's stuff. I hope you all enjoyed what you heard and you know, all the stuff and the things. Uh, as a reminder, code, if you didn't hear me, is Turkey907, capital T. Uh, with all that in mind, with adventure in mind, I hope you have a wonderful night. Bye.